Welcome to the EFM Morning Brief. We're on episode five. We've made it through the big weekend. Well done, everybody. Hope you still have lots of energy left because this market is far from over. Uh, I'm Wendy Mitchell. I'm thrilled to be your host for these morning podcasts. Today, we're welcoming Ann Thompson, who is editor-at-large at IndieWire. It's where I started my film journalism career, and Anne is a brilliant podcaster herself, so I'm going to have to raise my game here. Hardly. Thanks for joining us, Anne. Um, my pleasure. Yeah, I just, what have been some impressions you've had of the Berlinale, of the EFM 2024 so far? Well, it seems to have picked up quite a bit from last year, just as Sundance did. Sundance was sort of really torrid sales. They actually had some big, you know, $17 million sales, and it's continuing. There's still the Metrograph, the new distributor, little indie distributor, just picked up a good one, and, you know, it's it's still happening. Netflix picked up a slew of, of docs where the doc market had been sort of moribund. You know, they kind of kick-started it back to life. So it, it feels like there's some big sales coming here, too. Yeah. Can you tell us, have there been, I think since we recorded our last episode, there might have been one or two announced. Um, what, are, what are you hearing about the deals? The big one, as you know, is The Brutalist, the Brady uh, Corbett movie with Adrian Brody and Felicity Jones. Focus picked up, but that's just international rights. I still don't know what the, what the North American on that one will be. And then Sony is the big buyer, very excited um, about this romantic fantasy movie with Margot Robbie and Colin Farrell. It's called A Big, Bold, Beautiful Journey. And that is, is a, big, a big sale. That's like a $50 million buy. And what I liked about this sale, what I really liked about it, is that Tom Rothman, of, of, uh, who's not normally, you know, he, he's willing to be effusive. He's willing to be enthusiastic. He says, we believe the audience is desperate for originality. That is what I want to hear from a studio head. You know, it's so funny. Everything, everywhere, all at once happens. And suddenly they go, oh, the audience wants originality. So we better give it to them. So that's that's part of what's going what's going on there. Yeah, I like hearing originality, especially from a studio, as you say. And hopefully, the, the independent sector has always been original and will continue to be. We hope. Absolutely. I'm I'm uh, more than more than right. I mean, there's so much cookie cutter formula stuff out there. So it makes me happy when it looks like the more interesting material is actually of interest. I mean, there was a movie that got really good reviews, La Cochina, the Alonso Rios Palacios, forgive my horrible Spanish accent, but that's a, you know, Rooney Mara movie set in a kitchen, but it kind of didactic, it sounds like, about the, the kitchen as a sort of microcosm of the world in a restaurant. That review made me really want to see that. So that's seeking a distributor, and I could see good reviews being helpful. I was surprised that the opening night movie with Killian Murphy didn't sell? Do you have an explanation for that? Not yet, I think. But I obviously I would I think it's gotten very solid reviews. I'm not sure yes. it was a sort of five star, but it's a three or four star reviewed film. I personally missed opening night screening, so I haven't seen it yet. I would bet by in the next few weeks we'll probably see. Because that's a serious subject and he got rave reviews and of course he's in the middle 
of his Oscar campaigning for, for Oppenheimer. So it doesn't hurt, you know, to have an opening night movie in Berlin. It certainly doesn't. Um, and I think, yeah, I would expect we're going to see somebody will pick that up at what level. We don't know. But of course, somebody with Killian Murphy in it, somebody and Matt Damon producing. That'll happen eventually. I love that story. Um, they were working together on Oppenheimer and Matt Damon said, hey, uh, what are you doing? He pitched the movie. And David said, oh, why don't you let me and Ben produce it for you? <laughs> why not? The magic happens on set. Um, just, I know IndieWire covers, obviously, the whole globe of cinema, but I do think you have a really good handle on the American independent space, of course. So what would you say about the American presence in Berlin this year? Does it seem quite busy for the Americans, either just, you know, little buyers and sellers or bigger names. Um, what do you think about the American take on Berlin? Well, um, the producer, Christine Vachon of Killer Films, is making the same pilgrimage that she made last year with Past Lives, right? With A Different Man, which debuted at, at Sundance. And there's a lot of A24 movies coming to Berlin, I noticed. They seem to be into that. By the way, another movie that is absolutely a hot ticket is this Celine Song project, The Materialists? Yes. So they're, everybody's sort of debating who, 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 the, who the stars are going to be. Is it Pedro Pascal? Is it, you know, Chris Evans or whatever? But it's another romantic triangle. It sounds like a great, a great premise. The script is yeah. all written. So she's just, they're, they're selling it. Yeah. And that's A24, isn't it? Again. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that she, Celine, you know, I think could do. And Killer Films again. That's Yeah, that's better. what I love. That and it's connection. it's Killer Films yeah. and David Hinojosa at 2 a.m. Exactly. Her, her three, Pam and Christine and David. I like it when people stick with their amazing producers and take them to the next project. You know, I really like that that team. You know, why would you question it, really? I mean, and then there's Between the Temples. That was a Sony Pictures classic pickup out of Sundance. That's that with Jason Schwartzman. That's playing in Berlin as oh. well in the panorama section. I didn't get to see that one. I'm looking forward to it. And then the one that's playing there is The Outrun, the one with Sir Ronan that played Sundance and the outrun still wasn't by the distributor. Yeah, that's gone down really, really well with everybody I've talked to who's seen it here in Berlin. Um, and again, I, the, that name talent, that we know that we'll get a deal. At some point, it's just the matter of at what level, who takes it on, who might need finished product in the pipeline. I mean, as the, as the U.S. recovers from the strikes, do you... Do you see people being really hungry? I, I mean, we've, as you mentioned, things like the Celine song, the materialists, and some of these big packages have been announced. But does it feel like uh, the American industry is really back in business now? The trend seems to be that it's easier to sell the smaller movies that have less risk, you know, than than the bigger ones. And there's also a lot of uh, belly aching about the streamers taking away some of the windows that, you know, and reducing the, the license fees that, that you can get so that the actual economic structures are not necessarily ideal for, for the independence. On the other hand, there are people saying, just figure it out. I remember this vividly, Eamon Balls of Magnolia taking me aside and, and sort of showing me it, you know, in the old days, there used to be six sources of revenue for a given movie. Now there are 36 sources. 
you just piece it together and, and it, it all adds up. So it's also sometimes it's a question of everybody being very creative uh, about how they put their deals together. It doesn't have to be all worldwide rides going to Netflix and that's it. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. And as you know, Europe is built on this patchwork financing model and can still do that. Or if you find one partner that wants to bankroll the whole thing, go for it. And you don't have to find 36 partners, you know. So I think, as you're saying, there's many models that, that can work. Um, are there any other sort of talking points that IndieWire is, is focusing on right now as we sort of have left Sundance behind and moving into this phase of the year? Well, it's also interesting that Scorsese was was there and, of course, again, part of an Oscar campaign. You just can't help. I mean, it feels like they shouldn't have to send this older man all the way to Berlin to promote Killers of the Flower Moon, which has been very well promoted up until now. Um, but I love anyone who gets a chance to listen to him talk is a lucky person. And I'm glad that the people in Berlin got to hear him. Yeah, and I think it's um, coming up, I think it's on Wednesday night is the premiere of the Powell and Pressburger documentary that he, that Marty is very much, I think he's narrating or he's our sort of journey through. That's his goal. That's his yeah. other. Yeah. And um, sadly, I leave Berlin right before that happens, because otherwise I would love to just go hear Marty in person talking about Powell and Pressburger. I think Thelma Shoemaker is probably going to be here as well. What a special cinephile. And I love Powell and Pressburger. So to see that, and I know Pressburger's grandsons, Andrew McDonald and Kevin McDonald, I think are going to be here in Berlin later in the week uh, for that screening. So that's, that's a big one. I wish I could see it too. I, I, I love, I love their movies and I love the romance that that occurred with um, Thelma Schoonmaker and Michael Powell. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard that story, but, you know, she was a mature woman who fell in love and had 10 fabulous years with the love of her life before he died. I love it. And I've yeah, she's a legend um, and, you know, really groundbreaking editor, uh, you know, back in the day as a there wasn't a, a lot of women in that industry when she broke in. So it also includes Thelma talking about her memories of Michael Powell as well. Yeah, I wish I wish I could see that. So so maybe we'll get some of that back here on the, no, the big question, you know, really is there's a lot of movies that didn't get good reviews. You know, the the Gael Garcia Bernal movie or or um Yeah, that one's another end. Definitely got mixed reviews. Yeah. Selena Dunham, uh Stephen Fry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's called Treasure. Yep. Yeah. Yes. These are movies that may not come back to this side of the pond, um, you know, anytime soon. Yeah, we'll have to see what shakes out because also as we know, we can see films that don't have a five star launch, but then can somehow be you know, reinvent themselves later in the film's career. So you never know. We wish them luck anyway. Yes. We do. We do. But I'm glad, I'm really glad that, that it's, the EFM is, is hopping again. Um, that's, that's what we want to see. Yeah. And thank you so much for joining us. It's been brilliant to have the IndieWire voice back with us and enjoy the rest of Berlin and EFM. And we'll keep reading IndieWire to see your take on what's happening. Thank you. It was really fun, Wendy. Fun to see you. 
As I say every day, it's a busy day at the EFM. It really is. Today, the Berlinale Series Market opens its doors at the Cinemax. There will be market screenings, talks, showcases, networking events. And we need to give out a shout out to our partners. Film and Medienstiftung NRW is the main partner since day one, 10 years ago of the series market. And another supporter, importantly, is Median Board Berlin Brandenburg. The series market kicks off with an opening panel at 9.30, which is called Silver Linings, Overcoming Crisis Through New Opportunities. This is a big picture assessment of the state of the industry. The experts will offer different perspectives and some encouragement if you're feeling like this is a time of uncertainty. At 5 p.m., the, there's a session called Social Responsibility Cells, Matching Impact and Entertainment. We hear a lot about impact, and I think this is a, a way to talk about how shows can entertain, but also reflect the complicated global world we're living in. And there will be some tips about creating impact in an ethical way. So you can check out the EFM event schedule online for the whole program for the series market that runs Monday to Wednesday. At the Documentation Center, you can start your day at 10 a.m. with a closer look at the Asian film markets. Always growing, always changing. And this is a special panel about Euro-Asian film collaboration and it's presented in collaboration with Bridging the Dragon. At 11.30 is the Adaptability in Times of Biggest Challenges, Ukraine's Way Onwards. Looking at the current state, especially film financing in Ukraine and what role the European film community can play in that. At 1.30, there's a talk about audiences in smaller European markets. And this is the Crescine Industry Outlook, Audiences, Market Skills and Greening. And at 3.15, the EFM turns its attention to the always growing and always impressive independent animation sector. This will be a session with four leading animation producers, and it's in collaboration with the amazing festival, Annecy International Film Festival. They're obviously the animation experts. At 5 p.m., I just wanted to mention there's a talk about resilience in distribution and documentary filmmaking today. I've just told you a lot going on in Berlin today. I know some of you are going to be feeling exhausted. Oh, it's a new week, but I didn't have a weekend. You're running around a lot. So I'd like to make a special recommendation. It's for pause and center at the Room of Stillness in the Documentation Center. Today, there are four guided meditations. They last 30 minutes each. There's one at 12 noon, one at two, one at three, and one at four. I'm going to go to one of those. I look forward to not talking for 30 minutes. You might look forward to not hearing me talk for 30 minutes, but I think it's a really great way to reset and, you know, get your creative energy back. So do think about joining one of those guided meditations. So everybody, wishing you a great Monday. We'll be back tomorrow with our final episode of the year. Thanks for tuning in.